What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night on ADC Sports Dallas, Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network, with a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire offseason. Make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And I say that, I say, I say throughout the entire offseason because I've gotten used to it by this point. But we have only about a month left in the offseason. By late July, you will be hearing me say training camp or maybe preseason. But I'm excited because every time football seems closer and closer to me. But tonight on the show, we will talk about one unit that actually will have our full attention once we get to that point. Once we get into training camp, our full attention will be, or at least, you know, We'll be paying close attention to it. It's what it's what I mean. Edge rusher. Because the Cowboys did take a hit on the offseason at such a critical position. And you know, and you guys know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about losing Randy Gregory to free agency. And the athletic, Larry Holder to be specific, put out an article recently in which it, you know, categorized these pass rushing departments into several groups. And it might not be a surprise at all that the Cowboys were under the category that, you know, was named took a hit. And that's because the Cowboys lost out on Randy Gregory during the free agency. And I kind of wanted to go back and look at this situation because I believe that with everything that happened with the contract and the language and the guaranteed money with the suspensions and all of that, uh, whether or not it was a standard in the Cowboys practices, whether or not Jerry Jones and company acted in bad faith, all of that conversation kind of took away from the fact that the Cowboys were losing out on a key playmaker. And then we got into all of these conversations on whether or not Gregory deserved to be paid as some of the other premium pass rushers in the league or not. And sometimes we like to overcomplicate football, in my opinion. And uh, with that, I mean, we got lost on all of these contract talk that maybe we fully didn't take time to acknowledge that the Cowboys are taking a step back in one of the most important positions for them in 2022. And what I mean by that is that the Cowboys were among the leaders in the NFL. And I'm going to be more specific here. They had the third highest pressure rate in the entire NFL. And in big part, that was also thanks to Randy Gregory rushing more than anything versus left tackles. While Demarcus Lawrence and, you know, when Michael Parsons was full a full-time edge rusher for a, for a few weeks there, he primarily did so versus right tackles, right? At least in the majority of his past rushing snaps. But how much does losing Gregory affect the Cowboys and that will be the first question for you guys in the chat by the way and we'll talk of course about how they're going to try to make up for that but the first question is will Randy Gregory's departure highly or slightly impact the Cowboys and let me read some of your comments here while you give me your answers Toxic Tom says indifferent to losing Gregory not okay with our front office basically is the reason he left is why I was not happy pure incompetency but toxic tom says talking strictly football losing on randy gregory 
He's indifferent to it. Craig says, I am not worried about Gregory. Uh, let's see here. Will his departure highly or slightly impact the Cowboys? Some of your answers so far. MJ goes with highly. Craig says, not much at all. Uh, Toxic Tom says, highly. And we've got a lot of slightly here. We, so Craig, Tommy, Peter, Kevin are going with the slightly. Craig says, Cooper was a much bigger loss. I think I would agree to that for sure. But, you know, sticking to the conversation, not really trying to rank the losses tonight because maybe that's part of how we got lost in this entire conversation. And I will say highly, the Cowboys will be highly impacted by Randy Gregory leaving the team. And one of the points made by, made by Larry Holder's uh, article over at The Athletic was taking a look at Randy Gregory's pressure rate and comparing it to, and of course, I know he will not be the only guy to come in and try to replace Gregory, but comparing it to Dante Fowler, who is the guy that got signed in free agency by the Cowboys. And the difference is actually significant. So you had in 2021, and this is according to The Athletic, Randy Gregory had a 15.2% pressure rate. Dante Fowler had a 96 So definitely a significant gap between the two. And of course, you take a look at the Cowboys lineup or projected lineup. And Fowler will not be this full-time starter, three-down player for Dan Quinn's defense. It will be more of a rotation made up of Fowler and, you know, Sam Williams, Durance Armstrong. Any of these three guys will be rotating in and out of the playing field to try to make up for Randy Gregory's absence. I think that even though we could be optimistic about Fowler or we could be optimistic about Sam Williams, I think that the ideal scenario for the Cowboys is to have one of these guys step up and not it be and not have it be a rotation of three. I don't want to say I don't want to say lesser level players or anything like that, but clearly not three down starters like Gregory could have potentially become. And I say that because Gregory didn't always have the highest of snap counts. But you know that he was on another level. He was not going to be part of a rotation. He was going to have a rotation behind him. And I don't think that's the case with Fowler. I don't think that's the case with Sam Williams or, of course, the veteran for the Cowboys, Dorrance Armstrong. And it's gotten to the point in which maybe I consider that the Cowboys have been a little bit too conservative when approaching such an important position. And of course, uh, uh, because I see D. Chift's comment here, and just to be uh, clear, it says, is D.L. okay? He should be okay. I'm, I'm not mentioning him right now because the way that I see it, and maybe not everyone sees it this way, I've got Lawrence rushing the passer versus the right tackle. And then on the opposite side of the line is where the Cowboys, to me, are lacking a clear answer. Because even in those snaps that Michael Parsons gets after the quarterback, he might do so while Lawrence is also lined up on the defensive line. And we saw that multiple times throughout the season. We even saw some instances in which Dan Quinn managed to get DeMarcus Lawrence isolated with the opposing guard because he put, of course, Michael Parsons in 
as a sort of stand-up edge rusher. And then D-Law was playing inside. And then you had these weird fronts that the Cowboys showed us week in and week out. But rarely did we see Michael Parsons isolated versus a left tackle, for example. So I'm thinking about that other side of the defense in which the answer is pretty unclear at this point. And I don't think that Dante Fowler will really replace Randy Gregory. It, of course, will be more of a rotation by Dallas. But to me, the ideal scenario would be to have one of these guys stand up and separate himself from the rest of the rotation. And it's, to me at least, a concern if one of them doesn't. Now, D-Shift says, got to consider Fowler played with less talent than Gregory. Not only that, I would actually, you know, double down on that one and say that Fowler was out there working with a terrible supporting cast. And now he's coming, you know, to the Dallas Cowboys in a unit in which Dallas has pretty impressive players, even at defensive tackle, which is something that we're not used to saying out loud. But right now, you got to feel confident about a defensive tackle room that features Neville Gallimore, Ozo Disuwa, who was so impressive last season as a rookie and might be primed for a breakout kind of season in 2022. You have guys like, of course, uh, the, the rookie John Ridgeway and some other defensive tackles that have been able to play at a high level, like even Carlos Watkins, who sometimes doesn't get a lot of love from the fans, but that it was pretty important for the Cowboys defense as he consistently rotated between playing the three technique and playing the one technique. So we saw a little bit of everything from Carlos Watkins. And I think that was a low-key, sneaky, great re-sign by the Dallas Cowboys. Some of your comments here right now. Craig says, Parsons will play all over the field. And of course, that remains clear. Hey, Joey, what is up? Thank you for being here. We've got Todd Cook. We are also bringing pressure from our linebackers and safeties. Of course, the Cowboys were able to put together some pretty creative blitzes. Let's see. Michael H. says, how much did Gregory benefit by having D-Law on the other side and even Parsons when D-Law was out? So that's kind of a promising argument for Dante Fowler, of course. I will say, though, I will say that we can talk about a better supporting cast for Dante Fowler, and I agree on that front. But also, I would struggle to make the case that Fowler's supporting cast will put him at Gregory's level of production. You know, just looking at that 15.2 pressure rate, knowing that Gregory for a big portion of the season, was among the NFL leaders in pressures. I struggle to make that case for Dante Fowler. I do not dislike the guy, of course. I think that he will be an important player for the Cowboys defense. I think that him rejoining Dan Quinn is a great thing. But I, I would struggle to make the case that Dante Fowler will be able to match that production from Randy Gregory. And Craig says, you're way too high on Gregory. But if we're talking just production, not only the projection of the player himself, just production, like Gregory was up there. We cannot ignore that. And I know that we weren't so sure about 
his reliability and the part the part of whether or not he could play higher percentage of snaps because the snap count for Gregory was never really that high. It was never in the 65% area or the 70%. Mostly he played in 50% of the defensive snaps. And I know that a lot of people didn't like that maybe, but that's just how the Cowboys rotated their guys too. So you got to give him maybe some, some leeway on that front. Now, of course, Parsons and Lawrence helped. Uh, Randy Gregory's production. There's no doubt about that. But will Fowler close a 6% gap in terms of pressure rate just by joining Dallas? I don't know because I don't really even know if Fowler will be able to separate himself from the rest of the Cowboys' pass rushers. Sam Williams is definitely the big wild card on this entire conversation because the Cowboys were quite high on Sam Williams coming into the NFL draft. And we even joked about it time and time again as to how the Cowboys were going to pick Sam Williams in the second round. And we said that all of day two, and that ended up being the case. The jokes were accurate at the end of the day, and you just cross your fingers and hope that the Cowboys were right on a player that the rest of the league was lower on. We'll see if he gets the opportunity to shine early as a rookie under Dan Quinn, because that could be a big wild card for the Cowboys defense. Now, one more question from me to you guys before we move on from this topic. Will the Cowboys, will the Cowboys remain a top five pass rushing unit? If we're looking at it and we're thinking, you know, the Marcus Lawrence on the one side, and of course, Michael Parsons, fitting in when whenever the Cowboys asked him to do so. And then the, on the other side, you've got this rotation of Fowler, Williams, and Durant Armstrong. Will the Cowboys have enough to remain a top five defense in the league in terms of rushing the passer without that consistent production from Gregory on his own side of the field? Would you guys say yes or no? Will the Cowboys remain a top five pass rushing defense. Tommy915 says borderline, but I say yes. MJ goes with the yes. Craig says probably not. And then another wild card in this entire conversation is how much time will Parsons be able to allocate as an edge rusher? Because as Toxic Tom is pointing out right now in the YouTube chat, the linebacker room is thin. So... How much freedom will Dallas have in terms of playing Parsons and getting him after the quarterback instead of as a traditional linebacker? That's number one. And then number two is how much will teams prepare for Parsons? Now, I don't buy too much into that narrative because once you get to November and December, adjustments have been done and Parsons was still producing at an insane level late in the season, right? Craig says no. Kevin Knight says, if not top five, we will be top 10. And just a reminder, the Cowboys were actually even top three in the NFL in pressure rate last season. I will say yes. I will be, I, I will prove that I am high on this pass rushing unit, mainly because of Parsons and Lawrence. Because if you've got Parsons and Lawrence in the same pass rushing unit, 
then you, you better have a decent unit at least or a very good unit. And I'm also high on some of these defensive tackles that might change things up for Dallas with inside pressure. The shortest path to the quarterback is inside. So if Oza, and Oza is another big wild card on this whole conversation, if Oza is able to develop as a pass rusher and take a big leap from year one to year two based on what we saw from him as a rookie, then the Cowboys might have themselves a star defensive tackle there with the former third round pick. People asking for Anthony Barr, Todd Cook, saying we have to sign a linebacker depth. Bet uh, Troy says, yes, let's get Barr. Somebody else said, get Anthony Barr. And with Anthony Barr, you would also get this hybrid player that can do a little bit of both. I actually would love to see Anthony Barr signed to the Cowboys. I know that he has become a fan favorite in, uh, as a free agent target. We'll see if that happens later or not. Joy says, wait until we have Clark. Parsons and Jabril Cox on that field. I will say yes, but also borderline. I can see I can see the Cowboys pass rush also taking a step back, especially if Anthony, if Michael Parsons, excuse me, is not rushing the passer that much. And and maybe he doesn't get that much, that many opportunities to do so. But anyways, before we get out of here, it is Wednesday night. So if you've been watching primetime for a while now, you know what we do on Wednesday nights. We do the one cool thing of the week. So for those of you who are new on the show, we share one personal, professional, sports-related, non-sports-related thing, whatever you want it to be. That's our one cool thing of the week. So I ask you, what's your one cool thing? of the week here on primetime while you throw some of those in the chat Craig here says I have no idea why people are high on Jabril Cox well he was a freaky athletic linebacker right I will say I would rephrase this because I partially agree with Craig here I wouldn't say I have no idea why people are high on Cox because I get that. I get liking Jabril Cox. The guy is a pretty good player. And for many, he was projected as a second round draft pick in his, in his draft year. I would change one word in this sentence. I would say I have no idea why people are this confident on Cox. Because I have my doubts about the whole thing just because I have not seen him play in the NFL. Not really, at least. So I'm, I'm, I'm also high on, on Jabril Cox because I saw him as a prospect and he was a pretty dynamic player. I just do not feel the confidence that many Cowboys fans do. So that's the one word that I would change on that sentence. But anyways, your one cool thing of the week We've got Toxic Tom saying, it's my wife's birthday this weekend. So naturally, the world needs to stop and celebrate. Actually, we'll get out of here right now on the primetime show, just so you guys can celebrate, of course. Let's see. Let's see. Tommy says, we'll, Mo will finally have a day off tomorrow. <laughs> the hardest working man on YouTube, I tell you. Thank you to Tommy. I appreciate that comment. Uh, it's true. I will. 
Kind of, because I will not leave you without Cowboys content. There will be something up here in the channel, even though I'm not here, even though I won't be here live. MJ says, cooked for my wife and stepdaughter for the first time. That's amazing. Michael says, gas prices went down. Plus, I'm starting to study for my fantasy football league. You can never start that fantasy prep early enough. All right, while you give me some... Some more. Uh, Roy Fletcher got a new fishing boat. There you go. That's a one cool thing indeed. Craig says the Yankees cannot lose, which is awesome. The only thing that I'm reading by right now is a statement of a fact. The Yankees are incapable of losing ball games, guys. It's true. My one cool thing, my one cool thing, and some of you might have, you know, imagined this. We're finally putting an end to this because I know that I've cheated some sometimes here on the one cool thing of the week. And I kind of circled back to the same thing over and over again. But now it is done. Ladies and gentlemen, I am graduated. I have graduated from college. And, you know, there's a tweet. I know it's in Spanish, but don't worry. I'll translate for you. You know, I got my degree in finance administration. That's the title. But in terms of profession... I am nothing but a sports nerd. We have graduated, gentlemen. And that's my family. Shout out to my family. You've got my parents on the left side. You've got my brothers on the right side. And then on the bottom pictures, those are some of my closest friends. So shout out to them as well. They also got graduated. We, we are sharing the class. So yeah, I got graduated. And tomorrow night, we've got the party. So that's why I won't be live here on To Do Primetime. But I will leave you with some Cowboys content, rest assured. That's my one cool thing of the week, finally. And I hope to share some big news pretty soon. Do not worry. Do not worry. You, you, we will still have a lot of Cowboys content here on ADC Sports Dallas. Even more, actually. But anyways, thank you. Thank you for your comments. I'm seeing the chat right now. Ah, Thank you. I appreciate it, each and every one. The Reaper, Craig, Todd, Bruce, and I don't want to, you know, miss out on anybody. So I will just say thank you to the entire chat. Bill says, looking forward to the Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, thank you. I appreciate each and every one of your comments. So I will see you not live tomorrow night, but I will see you tomorrow night. And I appreciate you. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, Mo is going to get lit tomorrow. Now, I will not confirm that. I will not deny that. I will just let you get out of here. Thank you guys for joining the show. Do me a favor and smash the like button. Share the stream if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Let your friends know about ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Every like allows us to put this show in front of more Cowboys fans. Thank you, thank you to each and every one of you. I will see you tomorrow night. Not live, but I will see you. Bye-bye. Let's get to this party.